out of East London. It's New Sound Radio 22 FM. Hello and welcome to the Contrarian Podcast with your host Ryan Shavalka. With me in the studio today, I have my very good friend Avi Sharma. How are you doing today, Avi? I'm good. I'm good. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's good to see you. I don't think I've seen you in a long time, probably since my 21st birthday, which is a long time ago. That oh was an night. interesting night, wasn't it? What a night. Unbelievable. And um, nah, you're right. I've been a little bit busy, and um, but I couldn't, I couldn't miss this one for the world. I mean, I had a, I had a meeting with uh, Richard Branson. I had a <laughs> date with Cheryl Cole. But you know what? I turned them both down because I have to be nice. on, the ch- on the contrarian Podcast. It's good to have you. So tell the people a little bit about yourself. So uh, where you come from, what you're doing at the moment. I'm I'm Avi and I'm from North London. I'm 22 years old and I work in a bank. Barclays Bank, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, doing bits. He's obviously graduated from the University of Nottingham. Yeah. If you heard the previous podcast, I said that I, w- I always went to Nottingham to see one of my mates. So this is my mate, Avi, who I went, had loads of benders with, you could say, <laughs> some interesting nights in the yeah. old knots, yeah? Yeah, mate, we turned it up, didn't we? But it was always good because um, Roy always used to come to Knots and he was at Berms, so it allowed me to go to Berms and we ex- experienced like each other's nightlife, so. Exactly. Loved it. What did Loved you it. prefer? Do you, do you uh, have a preference? Do you know what? For me, Berms was always like a big night out. Yeah. So, because there's more people there and like, you know, more shit goes down in Berms as well. Like even in the chicken shop after a night oh out. Oh my days. <laughs> the, the, the notorious. Yeah, that's the thing. But, so, yeah. on, so the, the main sort of like, you could say like club scene is on Broad Street in Birmingham. Mm. And there was like two famous like kebab places it was a uh, pit stop and yeah uh, i can't remember stop. what the other one was i know the one you mean though yeah it's so got a nice little lounge and stuff where you yeah and yeah, it's yeah. just like yeah carnage because ev- everyone's steaming after night <laughs> out it's like yeah just need to get food in me asap like to be yeah. fair right now i i could say i'm a little bit hanging i was out not out clubbing but i was at a bar yesterday mm. and it was like we drank enough so that we, it warranted uh, chicken and chips afterwards so that's when you know like you needed to line the stomach otherwise today it would have been pee yeah, i feel you i feel you man it's needed but after a night out. What, what i've mm. learned is if i down a liter of water before bed mm. i wake up feeling at least a little bit better which is like you do that last night yeah yeah i did it yeah. last night and this morning so i was like fresh i was i was up at nine o'clock had uh, my coffee and i was sorted good lad and now we're here we met when mm. we were 13 years old yeah. the right page of pubescence yeah <laughs> It's been amazing, our friendship, because we met at such a young age, but we've managed to continue it, you know, for a good 10 years now. Um, It is is crazy. And it's like, it shows, because like, I don't see you often, but when we do, it's like, nothing's changed. It's true. It's always like, we're always catching up on different things, different antics that's been going on. (laughs) But that's some of the the best friends you have. That's something I've realised, like, the ones that you don't have to see them all the time. But then when you finally do see them, it's like, you know, it's the same banter, exactly, it's the same yeah. feeling. And yeah, that's uh, what we I get. I do think that we should try and link up more often. We'll get you back on the podcast in a few weeks time, I'm sure. Oh, thank you. What we wanted to talk in, about in this episode was about the law of attraction, you know, cutting out negativity, you know, the hard work and the stigma around it. And then, you know, at the end, we'll maybe 
think about how we both define success. But before that, I just wanted to touch upon some interesting things that have been going on. So mm-hmm. uh, about about a week ago, um, Elon Musk was uh, giving some sort of uh, presentation on his Neuralink program or oh, initiative. Yeah. And Heard so, a bit about that, yeah. So what they're trying to do is to put like chips or implants into your brain and then that will help people with like brain damage or spine damage to like you know restore some sort of ability so i think it's really cool and he tested it out on like various pigs mm-hmm. as they're like uh which was quite interesting and it was uh the outcome was that they didn't die which was good so that's at least at least we know that the technology works and there was no like long-lasting effects on these pigs but it's, it's an interesting one though because um it does make you think if something works on a pig is it going to work with a human firstly and then also it brings up the question of if it does work with humans would humans want to have a chip installed into their brain it almost feels like we're living an episode of black mirror yeah because like there's so there's so much potential for it to go wrong but i also think there's a lot of potential for it to go right and it's just all about how it's managed and like from Elon Musk's track record, we'd like to think that he's a bit of a philanthropist. He likes to do a lot of good. I was actually speaking to one of my friends about it. And to do good in this world, you have to spend money, like research and development and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you can only really do that if you have the capital to do that. And so he's pouring in loads of money into like Tesla, Neuralink, uh, SpaceX, all these different things that are pushing the boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, for example, SpaceX, he wants he has the vision of us living on Mars with Tesla. He wants all green energy or is it or electric energy, which is obviously better than petrol and diesel mm-hmm. cars. Mm-hmm. So it's I, I do like what he's doing. It does seem like an idea. He has an idea and he's like, yeah, no matter what, I'm just going to try and achieve this. Mm. Pay all these scientists, engineers, we're going to make this happen. And I do rate that about him. Mate, he is unlike anyone I've ever seen in the world. Like, he's so unique. Like, look at Elon Musk. Like, he's like an actual Tony Stark. Yeah. Is that, who's that? Iron Man. Iron Man, Oh, yeah, because yeah. I don't really watch those uh, Marvel films. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I, I still You're know. You're missing out, bro. <laughs> I, I love them, I have yeah. to say. But, but yeah, nah, he, he's so sick because like, he... I actually did a bit of research on his life when he was younger. And um, he apparently, when he was starting PayPal, he and, and he was starting all these businesses, he, he didn't even have money for rent. Like, he was putting so much into these businesses that, you know, he was living life on the edge. But yeah. he's the kind of guy who, he's an all or nothing, you know, mentality. And, like, he would risk it all, um, you know, just for... Get, the development of humanity. Right. And, yeah, exactly, because... I heard that same story. So I think when he sold PayPal, he got something like, let's say, let's say 30 million pounds. And he was like, okay, I want to invest into SpaceX and Tesla. And he said, if he invests, invests in one, then the other one's going to flop. Mm-hmm. So what he did was he just halved both, all of it and he put half into Tesla, half into really? SpaceX. SpaceX. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. And then he was, he was literally borrowing money for rent, which yeah, is yeah, mad. Yeah. And it's like, it just shows that he's that sort of person. Like, I think a lot of like wealthy and people get a bad, bad rep, but he's someone that sort of brings it back up again. He restores some, some faith into 100%. these high net worth individuals. Yeah. And, and one thing I've always learned about business, I mean, one of my ambitions is to start my own one day, um, is that when you're going into business, you don't do it for the money. You're not there to chase the money. You're there to chase the idea. And yeah. with Elon Musk, it seems that that's very evident. Like he's got these big ideas. He wants to go in, onto Mars, you know, he wants to, do things that no human has ever done before. Hmm. And 
he's not clearly not chasing the money and that's why I feel a lot of his businesses have been successful because he's chasing the idea he's trying to add value to other people's lives yeah exactly I think it's also the case that if you do if you chase something that you're interested in or if you strive to be the very best then these sort of things will come they'll they'll come eventually when you didn't you really think of like money mm-hmm. and like we will talk about that we'll touch upon it later with the whole law of attraction it's like that's mm-hmm. exactly how it works right mm-hmm. also i think it was quite funny that with a spotify premium subscription you can get a free google nest if you didn't know that mm. make sure you get it you can listen ah. to the contrarian podcast on your free google nest although i'm a bit skeptical because of uh, you know i feel like Why? google are pulling a sneaky and they're oh. putting they're putting all these nests in, into people's homes to yeah. gather all the data imagine how much data they'll be getting it's from true. all these nests in people's houses it's true man it's true you've got to weigh it up i mean if you are the kind of person who doesn't really care about you know other people knowing about your life or like you know stuff like that i think it's, there's no there's no harm at all in in going for the nest but if you feel maybe even later on in your life that it's, it might bite you in the in the bum then don't go for it mate yeah it's it's to be fair like it's free why not yeah Just get it and have a bit of tech like hey alexa what are you saying <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, make sure if you haven't. I, I think it's uh, pretty much everyone knows about it now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. If you if you haven't, then get on it. And then, the well, how does it work though with this? Because like, is it is it one per Spotify account? Yeah, I think it's one per Spotify Premium. Okay. So whether and the thing is with uh, when when you're a student, you get it for half the price. Mm. Like the subscriptions, like a five rather than a ten yeah, a month. Yeah, so yeah. then you might as well. And like a lot of people, like for me, I obviously i've been a student for four years so mm. got my premium mm. all the way in 2016 so yeah. you know if there's some free stuff why not yeah, just man. get it P- you're a pure student you're one of the biggest students i know man. really yeah probably living the student lifestyle yeah. that's one thing that kush but, said to me she was yeah. like you did the work and the play yeah you got the balance right i was like oh thank you it's Bro, nice I, my view is like being a student is one of the happiest times you can have in your life 100 yeah definitely i mean i mean it was for me at least so and you are one of the happiest people I know. Uh, you I would you say. think so? Yeah, like I think. Yeah, I, I I try to I try to to always have a smile on my face to yeah. strive to be happy because like life's too short. Oh yeah, and so true, man. We'll be like Elon Musk. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Even today, when because we we watched it like the fifteen minute highlights of the Neuralink. Mm, presentation mm, mm. and like even though like he was like you could tell he's a bit of an awkward person but there's yeah. like that smile on his face is, is infectious you're right he's very likable yeah even even though he's an awkward person you can tell and and the thing is the reason i think he's likable is because he's so clever that he gets up on a stage and he can't the words don't come out of his mouth yeah normally like, his brain's working faster than his mouth yeah <laughs> fully it is and like he you can just tell like when he's speaking he's thinking of it a thousand other things at the same time yeah, exactly so i think like whenever you see a pic- if you google um i don't know uh steve jobs or jeff bezos, bezos yeah, yeah it's just them miserable yeah They're, whereas i guarantee you if you get a picture of elon musk he's just smiling yeah and it's yeah. the difference it's a difference mate and he goes he's very risky isn't it like like i was saying before like he went on um the second best podcast in the world after this one, <laughs> Joe, Rogan's, uh, Joe Rogan's one, yeah. yeah, and he he's he smoked some weed on there, which was mad. I mean, how many like major CEOs in the world would do that? 
Yeah, it's mad. To be fair, like a lot of his investors are probably hate him for that. But <laughs> yeah. I, I rate it. Like yeah. you, got, you've got to be authentic to yourself, mm. which is the main thing. A lot of people, when they experience success or large money and stuff, uh, large money coming into them, it's like they change. Mm. And if you stay authentic to your true self, then throughout your whole journey, yeah. obviously everyone can get better at what they do. But if you keep your self pure to what you believe in and those values that you took into the process with you then it's only a good thing totally agree man gotta stay true to who you are yeah and finally the last bit of news before we delve into the the girth of the episode uh, <laughs> is uh rhino's five pound flights like oh, i was boy. i was shocked like, I, I was like yo is this actually real and then it, yeah. it turned out to be real what, and yeah. i was like mad i just wish i was on holiday right now where is it taking you so you could just literally go to anywhere like not anywhere but like there was a long list of different places and i guess it, it's cool because the aviation industry got massively affected by covid mm, like mm. imagine it'd be like with globalization people traveling all around the world you think yeah being an airline you're sorted mm. and then so suddenly covid came and borders were shut it's like yeah. completely different and it's like what's your take on it i feel bad and i've got a, a very close friend who works in ba um, so the word from inside BA is that airlines are going bust yeah. from what I've, from what I've heard. Yeah. Like jobs are going to be lost and because the air airlines can't afford to employ these people anymore and it's going to mean that they're going to be bust. I also read that Zoom is worth more than the biggest seven airlines combined. Wow. And that's, that's, is that just like this year as well? Yeah. Yeah, within within the last few months. So that's another thing that would have been unheard of before. Um, Zoom, something that came out of just the, the lockdown period, right? Yeah. Um, and airlines, like how many millions and billions of people catch flights every year? Exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's a common thing, isn't it? So it, put, it puts things into perspective about how the actual effect of coronavirus. Because like, now that we've come out of the you could say worst part of it in terms of like actually being in quarantine as opposed to like having like semi-lockdown mm. uh, regulations now but it just people would you say people are going back to like living their life as normally as possible and it's easy to forget about how bad it actually was i'd say my view is it depends where you are yeah. in the in the world um and i feel governments have a massive role to play in this because i'll tell you this like when a government or, or like a prime minister comes on your TV yeah. and he says to you something like, and, and I know Boris's message was very confusing, but when, yeah. when they say to you the essence of you need to stay in your house or you will die or you will catch coronavirus or you will spread it to others, it scares people. Yeah, 100%. And, and so if you're in a place that has that um, on your TVs and in your media, then life will not be back to normal. But for people who need... For company, for for sorry, for places where they need to get the economy booming again, yeah. Um, th you can see, like in the UK or, or in London now, especially, like bars are opening, restaurants are open. They did the whole eat out for health out thing. Did like, you make the use of that? No, I actually didn't. I uh, can't lie. Yeah, because you, to be fair, you were working during yeah. the Monday to Friday, so mm. it's, it's difficult. I felt bad. Like everyone was going out every day, and I, I wanted know. to join them. Like some people right. like rinsed it, which is yeah. fair enough. It, like, and I, I do think it's such a good idea. Like, mm. I rate. Is it Rishi Sunak? It was his idea. You have to rate Big it. Big up like, Rishi. Yeah, he's uh, doing bits. Mm. He could be like on a side note. He could actually be like future prime minister material. Imagine how, that. Yeah, how like as yeah. a British Indian 
Oh, ourselves like, yeah it, it, it's it's inspiring what he's done in his journey Mate, and he's a punjabi as well big up big him, up man. yeah <laughs> but yeah man that that's something a lot of um people in my family say like and i'm sure it's the same for yours as well like because we we've, this is a christian country isn't it yeah. it's a white country traditionally so like to even see a brown man as the prime minister it's probably how americans felt when obama became prime, the president yeah. right but he, i'd say it's even more significant because i think that the british indian population is very small compared to like the the black american population mm. african-american population mm-hmm. so yeah i mean who knows like things are so crazy it could happen one day and let's yeah, see let's see be interesting i mean for me it's obviously upsetting that he's a conservative <laughs> party member but you you know yeah you can't have it all i guess <laughs> i don't really i'll be dead honest i don't know too much about politics yeah but you know, just seeing a guy who looks like you yeah. in such a high power position, it makes, I love it because it makes you and, you know, other younger people think that it's possible for yeah. yourself, isn't it? So like you're in industry, right? You're working in Barclays Bank. So is there much diversity in the bank? And like, how much does it benefit you seeing like um, people of colour in high positions? I would say the further up you go, yeah. the less diversity there is. Of course. But that is a common trend amongst many banks. Nevertheless, Barclays has loads and loads of diversity um, and and that is seen just on the office floor. I know we haven't been to the office for a good few months now, but just going on that floor, you will see everything hmm. and everyone and it's great to see that. Um, the, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say the issue to address though is um, as you go further up, if yeah. you look at the board of di- the, the board who are running everything like the heads of departments yeah it, it there's not as much diversity there do you think it's the case there's a bit of a lag it, it will filter through eventually it's like so I, I study law right and they were saying all the people on the supreme court are all like middle class white men and but because they it takes long to first become a judge and then second of all to become a supreme court judge so there's such a massive lag there's almost like 50 years behind so in 50 years time they they ha- have a hypothesis that the the bench, as it's called, the bench of uh, judges will reflect the makeup of society, which is obviously more diverse than it was 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Hopefully it's similar to like the, the finance industry and the yeah. corporate industry, like slowly it'll filter through. And there's so many uh, diversity schemes now and people are really pushing diversity. And it's mm-hmm. actually like when I apply to uh, law firms, it, how diverse the firm is and some of the initiatives that they take it's something that i do look at because mm-hmm. it is important it's nice to feel valued mm-hmm. as someone who who doesn't look like everyone else if you know what i mean oh yeah definitely there's so much to gain from diversity like just just learning from other people and other cultures yeah. is is amazing isn't it and here's the thing though with um looking for diversity in companies like this is one thing a company can portray itself as being very diverse yeah when you're applying they can have a picture of a black guy a brown guy you know on the front of of the of what they do but that doesn't and it's very very um misconceiving isn't it yeah i I do i do deceiving sometimes because you don't actually know inside the organization what actually goes on yeah um and it's like a uni open day they're all like really fake like yeah this is the best uni in the world yeah yeah, I do get I, that. Yeah, like, like remember in school how like 
a teacher's teaching and someone from Ofsted walks in and um. they they change up, don't they? It's very it's very difficult to tell like which companies actually you know care about diversity yeah. and which just do it f- so that they can get you know you just ratings. you gotta stalk all the brown people <laughs> on linkedin and be like yo how the i mean joe it's actually like a legitimate like yeah. part of the trade like so many people don't use linkedin mm. enough and i think linkedin is such a powerful tool for young professionals to network to see what's going on different events and i think it's really important 100 have, have you been right. making most of linkedin yeah, I have. I used to a lot more. Yeah. Now that I've got a job and stuff, I, it's, you don't need it. You have much. that security. Yeah, but but I would say that you, it's good to just put your updates on there, just to s- show everyone like what's new. Yeah, and like because if you do that, it shows everyone you're a bit active. Yeah, and like what I've learned with working is that the ev- your per- everyone's perception of you is so important. Yeah, like someone can never have met you in real life, but they work with you and you'll be going for an interview and um, they're the one who's interviewing you and you've got them on LinkedIn and they're seeing you're doing all this cool stuff. So before you even step into that room, they know that this guy, he's got uh, something about him, yeah. you know, and then when you step in, that like it creates that impression straight away. 100%. Uh, that takes us nicely to the first topic, which is the power of attraction. And or I is that the law of attraction? Law, the law of attraction. Oh, yeah. So um, just to give a quick definition, so in like really short terms uh, is the law of attraction is what you focus on you attract and this can be both like positive and negative so i guess firstly like how have you experienced the the law of attraction okay i am the kind of person who takes the law of attraction as my bible okay um because i've seen firsthand how it works yeah um so many times so for me i can give m- so many examples of how it's worked for me um, in the positive and the negative sense, but I'll give you one. So I was working for my A-levels yeah. and it got to a stage in final year where I was in trouble. Like um, there was about two months to go and I had to get my place at Nuts. and school were wasting time. Like to even go to school, it took me like an hour, hour back. I yeah. was like, why am I even going there? I just want to lock it off, be at home and just um, do it all at home, do all the revision at home. So I managed to sort that out. I don't know how I did that, but yeah. I, managed, I managed to convince them, nice. let me stay at home. Big up. Yeah. And then, but what I realised was, this is a mental game, a lot of it. Because like, imagine waking up at seven in the morning and sleeping at 1am and just working the whole day for like a month, a month and a half. That It's not an easy task, is it? You need some sort of internal motivation to keep you going. So yeah. what I did, I wrote myself a letter and... I wrote myself a letter saying, Dear Avi, well done for getting the grades. You got into Nottingham University. These are the grades you got. Yeah. Well done. Very proud of you. All this hard work was worth it. Love, Avi. Folded it up, put it in my drawer. Yeah. And every day I was just thinking about it, thinking about it. And there's no use writing these letters if you're not going to do any yeah. action. I was still getting up at 7, 8 a.m. and then working all the way into the night until 1 a.m. My family wouldn't see me. It was a locked door. That was for like a good month, month and a half. And finally, yeah, so on results day, I luckily got it. And um, I always, whenever I write a letter to myself, I always write on the front of the letter, do not open until the date, the date that I'm going to know. So then it's always a 
great feeling when I know I've worked for something and I've got the letter in front of me, opening that letter and just seeing, okay, my real life matches what I, the, the, the sort of projection I had. Exactly. Yeah. This, uh, that is an example of an affirmation, right? So you wrote it down and then you're like, hey, this is a, an achievable goal. It sort of like brings everything into reality. Because mm. whereas I think with, for me, for example, I don't write things down and it's one thing that I always want to improve. And it's like, there's so many things going on in my head. And it's like, if you take time to write things down and put your affirmations, say, I will do this. I am this. I'm like, it, it sounds cheesy. And it's like, yeah, it's just, doing it but i suppose another big part of it is belief mm -hmm. like if you don't believe in yourself if you don't believe in what you're doing then there's no point so it's, it takes a big commitment on your on your own self mm -hmm. if you say okay this is my goals and this is how i'm going to achieve it mm -hmm. and you totally. smashed it bro and once you've said it to yourself in the mirror or written it down yeah it the, the law of attraction states that it's out there it's in the universe now yeah so it's manifesting and then whatever you think, whatever you say, whatever you write, it comes back in your life. I'm such a big believer in like speaking things into existence because like, you know, in Asian culture, there's this thing called like Nazar or like bad energy. Mm. And like a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm not going to tell people about it because I don't want bad energy and stuff. Mm. And I do get it because mm. like, you know, people say the evil eye mm. and like it's a law of attraction in the opposite sense. If yeah. people are putting out bad energy, it's like not good. Mm. But I like to say, speak things into existence because like I have control and autonomy over my own life and I can't let other people or they're like me thinking that they have bad energy to affect what I'm doing. It's not just about saying things. It's also backing it up with action, which mm -hmm. I think some people with the whole law of attraction might get a bit, Con not confused but mm. they might take it the wrong way mm. because like oh yeah like if i do this but then just carry on mm -hmm. with how i was doing things before then there's no action there's no extra steps forward towards that goal mm -hmm. if you know what mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. i feel so, you a lot of people uh, disagree with the law of attraction mm. and they say oh it doesn't work for me mm. um my view is not everyone can win and you know, the law of attraction, it, it, it would just help you towards a goal. Let's say you're a, a 100 meter sprinter yeah. and you use the law of attraction to try and win the race and you don't come first, but you come second. Yeah. That person who came second might think, oh, but I use the law of attraction. Oh, it doesn't work, does it? It, it helps you towards that goal. And that's yeah. the key thing. Yeah, it's not maybe you shouldn't people shouldn't take it literally. It's more of like it's a mindset. Right. And if you. Are more positive if you have a positive outlook because like everything we see around us we see it through our brain mm. through our mind mm. and we use our eyes as the tool for that it's so, like everything around us isn't actually real but it's the, our perception mm -hmm. which is mad to think about it because mm. you're like yeah like, i can feel this table in front of me is real but it's actually like your brain processing that and so if you change the way you process the world then you're able to change things that you want make the change that you want which i think is really cool 100 percent, man i've been reading a lot more about like the power of habits mm. uh, manifestation and stuff mm. it's actually really funny because these are actually like dharmic beliefs like the power of the, the law of attraction is very similar to karma which is like a hindu or buddhist belief and mm. Mm. i guess like you said before people don't really understand it maybe it's because it's different or it's said in a different way as mm -hmm. to like Western beliefs. Maybe mm -hmm. I could be chatting no, out my I, ass. I do but see, I, no, I definitely see parallels between those two um, things. And, you know, it, it does make you think. But I've, I've got a question for you. Go on. What, what do you think is the most powerful force in the universe? I think, uh, I think positivity. 
You can can yeah. you call it a force? I don't know. I'm I'm not. I'm talking in abstract yeah, terms, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not yeah. like science. Like yeah, gravity. <laughs> yeah, I get you. But like, yeah, I okay. think the power of a smile, the power of yes. being happy, mm-hmm. it's it's like so uplifting. Mm-hmm. It's it is really, and it's infectious. Mm. Like like if I'm smiling or if you're smiling, then it's more likely that the other person is going to be doing that back. Mm. And so much can so much good can be done from a place of happiness mm-hmm. and a place of positivity. And I think like a lot of things that are going on in society. Which is like really sad. Like it's all coming from a place of like negativity and stuff. Mm. And more often than not, that creates more problems in itself. Mm. Whereas like collaboration, being together, being positive, always thinking about how things can be done rather than are uh, like limitations. Mm. I think that's really important for me anyway. Like that's how I try and live my life. Try and always see the positive in things. What a wonderful way to live. Um, but I was going to say, according to the law of attraction, yeah. the most powerful force in the universe is love. Really? So, yeah, very similar to what you said, actually. Yeah. Lo- love and positivity, but love. And then the, what they say is that when you do something, when you yeah. do any action, it's because you have love for that thing that you do. So, for example, you don't love your studying or yeah. you don't love going to work. But what do you love? You love what can happen because of those things in turn. And similarly, when you don't do something, it comes from a lack of love. So let's say you don't love something. You're not going to, you're not going to do it. Um, I think that's like part of the fundamental idea of the law of attraction. But yeah, it's crazy. Link it to love. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a important thing to live with love and live to be happy because it's, it's, it's a funny story because I can't remember the dude's name, but it was a TEDx style talk and he t- told a story about his life. So he, when he was young, he was a cyclist and he wanted to be like an Olympian. Mm. And then he sort of realized, or he was pushed by his careers advisors that that wasn't uh, a lucrative career. Mm. So he got pushed into academics and then he worked really hard and he became the most esteemed academic. Mm. And then he realized he was like, but okay, fine, I'm, I'm successful here. Mm. But then I, when I'm reading stories to my kids i'm skipping pages i don't spend time with my ah. with my wife what sort of a quality <laughs> of life is that so mm. that, so what he did was he quit his job he joined this thing which was like the olympics for older people so oh. not not the actual olympics for like prime athletes for people who are say coming getting mm. on a bit he was mm. probably mm. like 50 60 years old okay so all of them yeah. are competing together in i was gonna sneeze, <laughs> I was gonna sneeze. okay but yeah and they all can, and then Sorry, he yeah. was like so then he pursued that and then he came third in his race mm. and he spent more time with his kids with his wife and it's like just we'll, we can talk about this later on when we talk about success but being happy and living your life full of love is so important mm. Mm. and do you know do you know one of those that's very interesting you're saying that and i i find it interesting because you say full of love um do you know what i learned about from reading this book called the secret which talks about the law yeah. of attraction I don't know if you read it. but I've been um, recommended it. Yeah, man. It's a sick book. But anyway, um, yeah. They say that with love, it's something that you need to give yeah. before you can receive. Um, and that is one of the fundamental beliefs. Like, it with anything, really, you need to give before you can receive, I think. You know, because once you give, you're giving that positive energy out. Yeah. And that is the way it, the channels it, can it open tracks up. back towards exactly. you. Exactly, right? it's like a magnet. It's yeah. like a magnet, isn't it? So yeah, no, it's so interesting. And I think I definitely because 
with the law of attraction, it's something that is I want to educate myself more and understand more. And so I'll definitely read that book. I think it's really what I want to do is uh, read more. That's one thing yeah. that I don't do enough of. Mm. I have patches like some parts of the year. I'm like, yeah, I read like three or four books in the space of two weeks, and then at other points, I'm I just sack it off. So yeah, what is it? Why do you think that is? I think it's. It's all due to a lack of routine, mm. and I don't know if that stems from the fact that I'm a student, mm. and it, it, being a student is inherent that there's lack. There's a lack of oh, routine. Oh yeah. So, but then it's more onus on me to then get more structure in my life. So that's yeah. that's one thing that I need to do. But <laughs> probably spending all your time with girls, man. That's no, why. <laughs> <laughs> not even. I wish. I wish. Are you. What about you? I'll flip the question back on you. Are you seeing anyone at the moment? Nah, I'm single. Uh, single. You single. hear that, guys? There's His DMs <laughs> are open. <laughs> Don't DM me. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> what? Okay. You'll get aired. <laughs> <laughs> you could use the law of attraction to find yeah. a young lady for you. Yeah, I'll find. I'll find someone. You're in in your own time. I think, mm. especially in the South Asian community, as you get to a certain point, mm. like the elders in the family are always asking me, like, my grandma's like, you find some girlfriend yet? <laughs> I'm like, well, why don't you tell her? Yes, I found a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Boy- <laughs> I'm so progressive. <laughs> to See be- what she says if you say that. Yeah. Probably wouldn't like that. No, she'd, she wouldn't understand. Yeah. Like, so my grandma, how old? She's like 85. And like her like hearing's deteriorating. Okay. And like just to like do that little prank on her, I just think it'll put her through too much. <laughs> it'll put her through too much. I don't want to do anything that's gonna put her health at risk. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess you want we want to live life full of love mm-hmm. and we can use the law of attraction for that. And mm-hmm. then I guess the logical next step is then okay, how do we live our life and reduce negativity and try and cut it out? Mm. So I guess well, while I was preparing for this podcast, I had a few thoughts. Mm-hmm. And like, so when we try and get rid of negativity, it's both personally and in, in, in your environment. So like, say you can have like negative thoughts and that's personal. Okay, what steps can you do to reduce that? And I guess, I don't know. It's, it's really difficult for me because like, like you said before, I live my life quite like nonchalant, quite happy. And it's sometimes difficult for me to get in the headspace of someone who might not share the same mentality as me. Mm. But I guess, have you ever experienced like negativity personally, like your thoughts, so maybe a bit of the imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and how have you sort of gotten over those negative thoughts? Mm. So, bro, that's so interesting, man. Yeah, I, I think I've definitely been someone who even now gets many negative thoughts. I think mm. it's natural as a, as a human being to get that. Um, but one way I've learned to cope with it is to, and this is something Gary V says a lot, is to have perspective. Yeah. So do you listen to Gary V or watch him? I, I do in pockets. What I just see uh, some of his videos on Facebook and yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's like a minute long yeah. where he's talking. What a guy, man. Yeah, so he's yeah, he talks about perspective. So like you are having negative thoughts about not having enough money to buy a car and all your friends have a car and one of your friends at dinner just made a joke because you haven't got a car and that's giving you negative thoughts but then put it into perspective there's people out there who don't even have don't even have feet i'm sure there's some people out there who don't even have feet to walk imagine that and then you're comparing yourself some people you know don't even have um the ability to see 
Do you get what I mean? So if exactly. you put if you put it into perspective, that really helps with negative thoughts. And then I'd say another thing is gratitude as well. Hmm. So anytime you're think, feeling very negative, you're just thinking about, okay, I lack these things in my life and that's making me feel negative. Um, but what do I have in my life? Look at the room we're in right now. You know, we've got shelter. You're about to make me some nice food because I'm hungry. We've got to eat good today, <laughs> trust me. We've got food, you know. I've got a glass of water next to me. We've got water. So we're grateful for all of these things as well. No, it, it makes sense. Uh, it's it's so important because, you, like we said, you choose to view the world mm. based through your own lens and you have the ability to change that. Mm. And it is important because you can get... You can get yourself in such a rut for things that you don't have. And it's always, people always say that people who don't have a lot of things are more happy than people who have things. Mm. And I guess that's the, your relationship with the things ar around you, I guess. Mm -hmm. But of course, it, if, if you spend quality time with the people around you, if you're grateful for what you have, because sometimes if you have nothing, but you have each other, mm. that's all that you need. Mm. And another thing that Gary Vee said, he was like, I'd rather be happy in a Fiat 500 mm. than sad in a Ferrari or Lamborghini. Yeah. And it, it, it's so true. And that shows that because on the flip side, you can be happy and have loads of things and be rich and have five cars. But it's your relationship with those mm. things mm. that is the most important thing. I totally agree, man. Because like uh, both of us, we've been brought up well, and you say like we've had we have more things than we haven't. Like if mm. uh, a lot of the time, if um, I ask for something for Christmas, I'd get it, and exactly, it's yeah. and it and it's so lucky, yeah. And like uh, you know, when you're a kid, you're like petulant. You're like, oh, I want this, I want more, more, <laughs> more, more, more. But then I guess as you grow up, as you mature, mm. you become grateful for things around you. You're right. You come to understand, and you come to meet people that haven't had that. You know, yeah, and. You, and you you watch videos of Gary V. <laughs> what a guy! It's actually funny because like uh, I was speaking to my one of my best mates, and he was like, "You know, you're doing your podcast and stuff. Like, you could be the next Gary V." And I was yeah. like, "Yo, imagine." Yeah, man. But I always I can know, see it. I always think yeah. in my head, I'm like, "Do people actually care what I'm saying?" Yeah, they do. Of course, they do, man. But it's like a thought. I suppose, like, because you have a YouTube channel, Avi TV. Go check it out. <laughs> it's always that vulnerability. It's like oh, do people actually care? But then, again, like, we can change your perspective and be like, some people will gain mm. something out of it. And it's like, it's a big reason mm. why I like doing these podcasts. Like, we talk about things, and I think a lot of young people don't really engage in these sort of debates, mm. or not enough. Mm. And I think if, by discussing it, like, young people discussing things that are important to young people, I think it's only going to have a positive benefit. And if I can just help one person improve their life in a little bit, if they're bored and they put this podcast on and mm. like, Oh yeah, I, I learned something new today mm -hmm. or I feel better about myself today. That's only a positive. Definitely, man, definitely. And and even if they don't listen to your podcast, if they just see someone who follows you, they see that you've posted it, that yeah. might spur them to go and do something. They might be like, oh, this this row, he keeps posting some loads of stuff. You know what? That thing I've been putting off, I'm going to go do that right now. So yeah, man, it's a, it's a domino effect, isn't it? 100%. It's... Uh, Law of attraction. Yeah, yeah. It's all, yeah. It, it feeds into every part of your life, mm. and it, yeah, it's it, you can see it. You could say it's a way of life. Is it a religion? I live my life by the the law of attraction. Yeah, uh, good question. I I would say it could be. Yeah. How how would you define a religion though? Because because like, is it? I I'd say a religion for me yeah. is something you really believe in. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be supernatural. It it doesn't. It's like 
what what's the reason why we're here yeah um and i even think the law of attraction can explain that you know the the big bang or whatever you believe in it yeah. can explain it can explain all of that so we we touched upon trying to cut out negativity personally mm. and i guess like in your environment as well mm. and i guess we're always going to have to come across negative people whether it's in the workplace whether it's a family member mm. whether it's like a long to like you know when you have attachments to long term friends and you're like oh. yeah like that's how they always will be but mm. you can't not speak to them mm. but like yes yeah, so we're always going to have to encounter people that are negative mm. and i guess it, it's something that we have to deal with bro 100 and it's about how you deal with it yeah. so i'll give you an example at the start of 2020 um i was on eventbrite yeah and I always used to scroll on Eventbrite just to see what's going on like around me and stuff because yeah. I when when we were in the office it was Canary Wharf yeah. so it's like you know it's easy to get to lots of different places so I, I was scrolling on Eventbrite I saw this event it was by a guy called Ryan Pinnock he's like a he, he calls himself a super genius okay. he just he self proclaimed uh, I guess so yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's jokes <laughs> good for him though but yeah manifestation yeah man yeah yeah but um he's basically like a famous motivational speaker yeah. and he was doing an event for free i always click free when i do event right um yeah. but anyway so i i went along to this event it was in a nice hotel and there was like 300 people just sitting there i made so i made sure i sat right in the front row and he was he it was like a days lecture yeah. and he was talking about loads of shit he gives you a pen and a pad to write stuff down i filled out the whole thing like i got so much gold from that and one of the things that this guy said to me was your mind is a garden yeah and let's say you have a garden yeah, yeah. you want to have the most beautiful garden that you can possibly have because it's your mind it's you yeah, yeah? you are your mind and in your garden you can have lots of flowers the flowers make your garden look beautiful yeah and in any garden you have weeds weeds grow in your garden and he said the weeds represent the negative people and energy in your life and he said you need to cut out those negative weeds from your life yeah. so that you can have the most beautiful garden you can possibly have yeah and as soon as i heard that i i actually literally looked at my own life and i thought who are the weeds in my life yeah who are the people who drain me of my energy who are jealous of me who aren't happy for me and who i experience negativity from yeah who are those people okay i pinpoint to those people and then i thought okay i'm going to take a step back yeah. i'm going to distance myself and it wasn't an easy move um because you know sometimes these people can you like you were saying you've had a long term relationship with these people it's, it's not always easy but yeah since doing it i can say that it's had a positive impact on my life yeah definitely because you are the product of the people you spend time with the most uh, 100% it's so important because we're social beings we're always interacting with each other and if you're interacting with people who are bringing you down who are, who are, have negative outlook on everything then you it's going to filter into your behavior and i i do i do feel strongly about that as well and it's something that i've been thinking about as well especially like now that i'm doing my masters finished the uni life when you sort of like you have to make the conscious decision uh, am am i going to stay in contact with these people am i not and then it does make you think that yeah some people like i still have a lot of love for them and i hope they do mm. well mm. but maybe it's just our paths are diverging mm. and 
that's okay. But I think that's a bit of a different thing, though. Like, someone whose path is different to yours, for example, you want to maybe go into law and this person wants yeah. to be like... No, but I don't oh, I don't mean like that. I oh, mean, like, okay. maybe, like, like personality-wise. Uh, so, like, we're just going in different directions. At uni, like, we were blessed. And then all of a sudden, now that we're out of the uni environment, going on to, like, professional, bigger, better things, like, it's... I don't like to say, but may, is it you outgrow them? Mm. And it's really hard to, to say. And mm. like, I still have a lot of love for mm-hmm. these people. Bro, that's an interesting question. That's an interesting point because it's outgrowing people. But I feel just because you've outgrown someone, it doesn't mean they have a negative impact on your life. Yeah. Someone who you've outgrown can still be your greatest supporter. Yeah. yeah, they might not be as driven and ambitious as you, but they can still, you know come to all your events or they can still you know support you drop you a message give you a call yeah a lot so um but but that's a very interesting point if someone has outgrown you what do you do then like if you if you want to touch the sky if you want to you know reach the very top yeah. in whatever you do um can you be around people that don't have that ambition for me anyway like my mum always tells me like yeah you've got so many different friendship groups and I take different things from different friendship groups the short answer is you can still spend time with them I think because you can have your circle that is really driven and then you can so because you can't always be driven you can't always be like yeah grinding yeah because you can there's there's such thing as a toxic grind Mm. you have to have the friends where you can just sit by the river and Mm. just sit there all day listening to music yeah and then there's people that you sit in the pub all day go for go to the football with and mm. just chill like that it's very important to have different outlets mm-hmm. and so you might have outgrown them in terms of like your ambition but mm. it doesn't mean that you can you, you don't have to spend time with them mm. it brings up a very interesting convo i had with my sister yeah so i i straight after finishing uni i, I literally went into work and i started becoming very ambitious very driven and very and I had a lot less time for people because yeah. I, I was doing like loads of different things. And my view was straight after finishing uni was that you can become friends with anyone. Yeah. So if you find someone that's driven, you can be friends with them because everyone's got a nice side. Everyone's nice to someone, aren't they? Yeah. Um. So my view was you can just be friends with loads of driven people. And they, if that's your friendship group, then great, because they can still you know be your friend and do everything that your other friends already do you know like go out and get a drink with you you can still do that with your driven friends because everyone's everyone's got a nice side but what my sister said was yeah you can but there's something that your non-driven friends offer you that that isn't um you know about gaining and it's not always about trying to gain something out of things and out of people wise woman yeah but she changed my perspective on that big time because like your, your friends that aren't driven, they still offer something in your life, yeah. whether that's banter, whether that's just a helping hand, support, coming to your house and helping, you know, yeah, paint a exactly. wall. Even like if you're in your, you're struggling with mental health and they give you a phone call every week, like they might not be as driven, but like that adds something to your life. Imagine 100%. how nice that would be. And mm-hmm. it's like, everyone goes through bad times and you appreciate the friends who are there for you mm-hmm. in those times mm-hmm. so much. Everyone has brings value to your life in different ways, mm. and True. it's important not to to cut people off no. or like think of them as negative and cut them off mm. when they actually do bring something mm-hmm. nice to your life. If they do, if they do, it's it's something where you have to really sit down yeah. and analyze and don't make any rash decisions. No. It's it, it's going to take time, 
and but it's worth it. Self development, mm -hmm. it's so so crucial. From the heart of East London, it's New Sound Radio, Oh yeah, there's one more thing on the last topic that I wanted to talk about is um, something that I thought about as well. So you know when you talk about uh, negativity, there's a difference between critique. So like some people might say, oh, like I, I told them my business idea and they were so negative. But in, in many ways, like if someone gives you critique or, or, or any sort of criticism, like you should take it as a positive in terms of like, okay, this is my idea and this is how I can improve it. Mm -hmm. So again, we can link it back to perspective. Very true. And also like caution as well. So like this is, since I've been getting into investing and stuff, like a lot of the time, like investors are generally quite risk averse. They want, they like maybe put their money in like ETFs mm -hmm. instead of like riskier stock options. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you say, oh yeah, you sure about that? Like, why don't you have have a look at like the debt to uh, capital to debt ratio? I, I don't know what. I don't really know much myself, yeah. man. But, but I get what you're saying. Like, so yeah. yeah, so that's what I mean. To, so yeah. like, if if you differentiate between critique and caution mm. and say, okay, it's not negativity, mm. but it's a way to, to I get positively impact my life. Someone who wants the best for you, yeah, might be very harsh critic of you because yeah. they they want such good of you. That every little thing you do, they're like, nah, you should have done this, you should have done this. But it's coming from a place of good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, there's a difference between constructive criticism, which helps you, and just criticizing for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's important to know the difference. That, yeah, exactly. This is something that you have to like assess for yourself. Mm. It's, it's a, no one can tell you, you've got to feel it in your heart, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were sort of planning this episode, you're like, yeah, you want to talk about like the stigma around hard work. So what, what did you mean by that? So um, I think dating back to school times yeah. and also in uni and I see it in work and even just outside of work as well in people's personal lives, there is a stigma attached to people who work hard. So, yeah, and what I mean by that is like, okay, so take school, for example. If, if you get like high marks, high grades, and like um, you get your paper back. I don't know if you've ever come across this, but like people sometimes call you a bang out. Do you know what it, it means by bang no. out? Okay, maybe it's something they say in North London, but yeah. okay, a bang out, yeah, is someone who has worked really hard for this exam yeah. or this test. And that's the reason they they did very well in it because they, they banged it out. They're a bang out. Yeah, okay. I know yeah. I banged it out, but I never heard bang okay, out. Okay, yeah. yeah so I, bang, I get the gist. If you're a bang out or something, like it means you, you, you've been like best sweaty. Like you've just, you know. Yeah, proper sweated out. Like, yeah. But is that a good thing? So like you deserve that grade? Bro, I think 100% you deserve yeah. that. And I think people shouldn't be called a bang out they should be they should be congratulated for the hard work they put in and yeah. like it should be seen as a great thing you shouldn't be put down for you know putting in work ever i think yeah another thing that i realized at school is that people who got good grades like to say oh, i didn't do i didn't try mm. um, yeah, like, oh yeah I, I, I didn't i didn't i didn't revise for it and it used to really piss me off because yeah. i was someone who obviously didn't work myself into the grave but i did i'd say like to get the grades that i got i had to put in some i put in a shift and then for some people to like get better than me and say oh yeah i just a couple hours here there revising like before it used to grind my gears man it's, it's, oh. it's horrible and i think i guess because then if they say that they it's like yeah i'm just so naturally yeah 
talented. That's and what they're trying to show. And bro, it used to annoy me as well because yeah. um, even within my own friendship group, it got yeah. very competitive, you know, like, ah. Oh. Which is not a bad thing, but it, yeah, sometimes it can be a bit. Like, but like, it's bad when you're saying, oh, I only revised the night before for this. Yeah. And you're lying. Yeah. What's the point of even saying that? Fair enough. If you actually did revise the night before, say it. But I feel a lot of people who say shit like that, I rev only revise a little bit for that. Revise the night before. They're chatting waffle. Rubbish. In it. Yeah. So it, it, it is there's no so gain from that. And I think I think we need to move into a, a more, a society where you're able to say, I worked really hard for that and, and I deserve it. And people yeah. people can then go to you and say, well done like that's so good that you did that yeah it's, it's sort of the fundamental idea of the american dream right it's like you start from nothing you really work hard you make something of yourself and that's how you become successful or, mm -hmm. or do well in life yeah and, i see that i see but that. i think in terms of working hard and you said people should congratulate mm. more of each other for working hard mm. maybe it's a jealousy thing as well oh yeah because like oh i'm not gonna lie a lot of my friends who did well and worked hard like i wasn't jealous that they got that mark i was jealous because i wasn't working hard but then working as hard as that person because then i think in this is in my opinion i think i could get the top grades if i really applied myself but i didn't and i was jealous of the fact that mm. i couldn't do that or i i didn't do that mm. not that i can't do it I don't, I don't think there's any limitations in this world mm -hmm. i think like a lot of people a lot of success stories like some people really did come from absolutely nothing and they made something and i really respect them and it's it's it shows you that a it can be done and b it should be done 100 percent, man 100 percent. so with the whole jealousy side of it like i i think I've felt that before as well, definitely. Yeah. Like, and not just with school and grades. Like, it could be with, it could even be with a girl. Yeah. Like, <laughs> say you're with your boy, and like you're at a party, and you a, a nine out of ten walks past you, and she looks at you both as she walks past you, and like she carries on walking, and you and your boy look at each other, and you're like, wow. <laughs> you're like, you're like, rah. Who is that girl? And both of you say to each other, like, okay. I'm gonna. That's gonna be my goal for the night. Like I'm gonna try and move to her. I'm gonna try and chat to her. Yeah. yeah. That must. That so that happens comedy. Like let's say it gets to the <laughs> it gets to the end of the night, and your boy has secured the girl. Yeah. Secured the bag. He's secured. They got her number. You know they're gonna meet after like on on the next day or whatever. That's not a nice feeling, is it? No. Nah. It's a. It's 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 got to hurt. But, but you, we need to change that. You need to channel that energy. But do you think into, that your mate? Worked hard <laughs> to secure the bag. No, funnily enough, maybe he did. Maybe he did. <laughs> maybe it could be a f many a multitude of factors. Like yeah. why why this nine out of ten bombshell chose him <laughs> <laughs> over me. Yeah, it could be a mo it could be just maybe he's better looking than me. It could be maybe he he bought her like a drink and I didn't. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, but um, it could be she's she just doesn't like me. Like, she just looks at me and thinks, I don't like the look of that guy. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm sure I that's you, happened in the you. past many times. But Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, again, with um, the whole idea about hard work and stuff. Yeah. So, do you believe that you should work smart instead of work hard? Like, like you know, the, the grafters don't always win. It's like, mm. And also, then, if you work smart and you can apply your energy in different ways that might be more effective... And also then, it doesn't, does hard work factor in an element of luck? Because I think people like to assume that they have 
a lot of uh, autonomy of their own lives. But more often than not, there's so many different forces that we just can't control. Like I was watching this video and they were saying something about um, basketball in America. And they were saying, mm. your birthday uh, depends... Uh, Determines if you become a professional basketball player. No way. Just because, like, when you're developing as a kid, like the cutoff points for getting into the teams, whether you're older, younger, when you're at that age, you're growing mm. more. So you could be at, at an advantage mm-hmm. purely because you're, you know, you just so happen to be born on mm-hmm. a certain day. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'm an August baby. Mm. I could have been born in September, but I was born in August, and it's like I could have been in the year below. Mm. I, I might not even met you. Imagine <laughs> it's like the butterfly effect, right? It's like mm. so many different things. But yeah, so I digress. But we talk about hard luck. work. So do you yeah. think like luck and working smart, not hard? What's your take on all of this? I think that luck it definitely has a part to play in success. Yeah. Um. I don't know how big a part it plays. Actually, just on that point, yeah. do you want to hear a, a really messed up story that I heard? So uh, mm. during my master's, there's, we have a whole like range of people in my course. And there was this guy, he's, he's 38 and he, mm. he's from France and he came over. He wanted to study law here, but he has to do the law conversion to do law. And he said to me when he, w- he was in investment banking before, and he said to me, he saw one of the bosses. So he had the application of the graduates. So there was like 100. He picked up like a random amount and chuck them in the bin and he said i don't want to hire people with bad luck oh wow no that's way. crazy right so all of like the first half they picked and chucked in the bin he didn't they didn't even those applications didn't get, get a look in and like maybe mm. like okay i'm not saying that happens everywhere but like that's an example of that happening and so mm. like just because you're in the top of that power you're in the bin like the, maybe you just have to rely on luck sometimes maybe nah. you just have to my take is yeah you can't control luck. Luck, you know, you flip a coin, it might go your way, it might not. But if you work hard, it makes the luck go in your favour. Yeah. So again, can link it back to the law of attraction. Yeah, definitely. Um, and with working hard and working smart, I, I, it was sad because like, I, we all have seen people like in school or uni or like other places who. They work hard and it, it maybe it doesn't go their way. Yeah. Um, it's probably happened to us as well at some stages in our life. The girl, if, the girl that never like, ah, turned around. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't work that smart that night. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I should have bought her a drink. I? <laughs> but but um, if you can work smart, what working smart does, it means you need to think outside the box and you need to think in a way that most people don't. But... And it, it, it's hard to do that because not everyone does it. Um, but if you're able to get an idea that works, you're working smart and you're accelerating that whole process of, uh, you know, everyone that's working hard. For example, if you're writing notes and you have to use pen and paper versus using a laptop, like how how much easier is it to use the um, laptop? Yeah. And that's working a lot smarter, isn't it? He's the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this dude on youtube he's called ali abdal okay and he's a doctor and he does youtube in his uh, spare time i don't know how much spare time he has as being a doctor but he manages it anyway he's got a million followers definitely check him out but he's a productivity channel and he has taught himself how to type really fast he can type 160 words per minute really so that's like uh, to be a pa so like a oh no to be a professional typer you need to have a minimum of like write 70 words per minute and he's like double yeah man and the thing is if you he said he said in one of his videos that 
he he types at the rate that he thinks, which means that whenever he's you know wants to plan anything, he just types and he can do it so easily. Mm. And that's because he's taught himself how to type properly. He's really productive, and small productivity hacks like that really go a long way. And so it means that say if you work hard but you're a slow typer, so mm. you type the same amount that that guy did in an hour, you, it takes you three hours. So it's about trying to be more efficient with your time because mm-hmm. like that's the thing like if you work hard like it's like uh i need to knock this wall down i want to use a, a fork as opposed to using a mm-hmm. hammer like it's about uh, yeah you could work extremely hard with that fork but what well, you're not going to make a dent whereas if you have a hammer i might smash through that yeah. tin. <laughs> <laughs> i see that man and it it often um is apparent in the world of business as well yeah. so look at think about us like we've only got 24 hours in the day all of us, no matter what. But if you think of other people, um, everyone's got 24 hours in the day. So instead of doing tasks yourself, if you can automate and you can get other people to do, for example, if I ran a um, YouTube channel like mm-hmm. I do, I don't, I'm not the guy who makes the thumbnails for my YouTube. Yeah. I've never made a thumbnail in my life. Yeah. I, I pay someone to do that just so I don't have to do it. So, cause I know it will be a good quality. I know it will take me ages if I was to do it. And it means that, you know, I, it allows me to work a bit smart just so I have more time for myself. Yeah. But I, I do, I do get what you said in the beginning. It's like people who do work hard, like they need to be commended more. And mm-hmm. like, I think if your friend's working hard, congratulate them to mm. tell them that they're doing a really good job. Mm. Like positive uh, reinforcement mm. is the, biggest like you know what we said earlier about living life with love mm. like if you share love with everyone around you like mm. i can like, remember we, we feeding everything in slowly mm. you said like you um were, were really competitive with your friends about like grades and stuff but if you see that as like a chance for everyone to push themselves up mm. rather than saying yeah i want him to fail and i want to mm. pass mm. like that's the wrong way and then we talked about it before it's all about perspective definitely man. god everything's all connecting together nicely <laughs> Who who put this podcast together with the whole with the whole um, being like as I was saying a bang out yeah. and how we should maybe try and congratulate our friends who've worked hard. I think there's a way to do it because I'll give you an example. Let's say what give me a name of one of your friends. Harsh. He's been on the podcast before. Okay, yeah. big up Harsh. Yeah, man like Harsh. So <laughs> Harsh. Let's imagine Harsh has worked really really hard for an exam. And he's banged it. Like, he got full marks. No one in the country gets that much. Yeah, He's number one in the whole universe. Yeah. yeah. He smashed it. You congratulate him and you go to him and you say, Harsh, I think you are great because you've worked so hard. Yeah. You worked day, you worked night. Well done. Harsh might not take that as a compliment. He might take that as a, oh, he's, Ro is saying that I've worked very hard. That's why I've got my grade. And he's saying that he it maybe infers that if I didn't work hard, I wouldn't have got that grade. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And like, maybe I'm not a naturally intelligent person. Maybe he's yeah. sort of inferring that I'm I'm very unintelligent naturally, and that. Do you do you think you can be naturally unintelligent? I personally think that, in in short, no. Yeah. I I think anyone can become as intelligent as possible but yeah. my auntie is a teacher yeah and she tells me that there are some kids who just get it very quickly and some yeah. kids who don't but because naturally i get, yeah but you speaking. say that naturally but everything's a reflection on your yeah. environment around you mm-hmm. so they might have a turbulent 
time at home they're not pushed Mm -hmm. academically because like we're south asians where our parents are pushy they want us to get the top grades and for some people they don't have that environment at home uh they don't maybe don't have resources like they Mm -hmm. can't have they don't have textbooks they don't have any everything at their disposal Mm -hmm. to flourish Mm -hmm. so that's the thing like i'd i'd like to think that everyone is say if we all had an equal playing field Mm -hmm. then obviously there'll be discrepancies yeah yeah but I think if you give someone the opportunity to flourish, they will do so. But then, of course, people's interests are lying in different places. Mm-hmm. and so It's true. And not everyone has that same opportunity, yeah. obviously. And also, ac- being academically smart isn't always the be-all and end-all. Nah, and bro, it took me a long time to realise that. Like, yeah. It took me until finishing uni to realise that academics only take you so, so far. Like, exactly. Bro, there's people... At uni, you think, oh, I've got a first. Now look at me, like, I've the, I've, the whole world will bow down to me. Nah, the whole world will not bow down to you yeah. if you got a first. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Um, employers only really want you to get a 2-1. And as as for business... A ju- but that's just to show a minimum yeah. sort of level. Like, yeah, okay, they they have maybe have some intelligence mm. or they showed that they've demonstrated they can apply this knowledge to the exam yeah. or to the coursework, exactly. And bro, like... It's mad. Like working made me realize employers don't even care about really what uni you went to or like you know what course you did. None of that stuff. What they really care about is what is this person like. You know, can I work with this person? Can I get on with this person? Is this person hard working or is this person smart working? Hmm. That, that's what they're looking for. Hundred percent. And also, so this is what I found when speaking to lawyers. Right. So like. The most academically smart person might not be a good lawyer because you have to interact with clients, you have to present ideas, uh, you have to speak to loads of different people. Mm. That yeah, so you have to have good social skills. And some someone who, in my opinion, to get a first at uni, you have to bloody work hard. You have to be in the library. You got to take your study seriously. Mm-hmm. Whereas two one, you can sort of you know work hard, play hard. Mm. But for a first, like if you're in the library for the majority of your uni experience and you're not engaging with people around you and building up these important social skills, then that could hinder you going into industry because it's not just about answering questions. Big time, or big time. Big time. Like, so I, I actually... So I try and... Because obviously I work in a bank. I try and advise young people who also want to follow that path yeah. if, if they want that advice. And um, one of the things I always say is that it's not about what grade you get. It's about what you actually did at uni what societies were you part of what kind of people did you meet what skills did you get and that is what employers actually care a lot more about yeah from what i found so yeah 100 percent. like that's the thing right when especially with interviews is that yeah they could ask you the comp uh, the competency i can't even yeah yeah competencies interviews yeah and um all those questions but then they ask you okay what do you do in your spare time tell tell me a bit about your person like that's like it's such an awkward question like tell me about mm. yourself but uh, they want to know like is this person two-dimensional has he got something about him mm. or her yes yeah, so yeah i feel you man i feel you what do you think though of of like how can we what's the solution to to stopping this sort of you know and it's, you see it everywhere you even see it in the workplace if, mm. if, you, if people are you call them a workaholic or like yeah. you know they when if you're sitting in the office at 7 p.m on a friday yeah yeah People will walk past you and they'll say, 
why are you still here? Yeah. Go home. Go home. Come on. Yeah. It's the weekend. Go home. They'll say stuff to you like that and it makes yeah. you think like... But again, it's it's very individual mm. and if if it re- it's required that you need to stay longer, mm. then that might be right for you. Mm. That might be the smart thing to do. It, working smart isn't always doing something more quickly. No. It could be spending more time doing what's right for you mm-hmm. and everyone's different and if you n- know... Uh, it's another important thing. Uh, it, Especially with revision, are you a, a kinesthetic yeah. learner? Are you a visual learner? You, um, and all the other ones. Like for me, like whenever I was had to study, my mom's always like, "You you spent five hours instead of seven hours today. Why are you wasting time yeah. and stuff?" But in, you know, if you make the most of yeah. those five hours, then mm. it's better than slogging yourself mm. for an extra three hours or two. I totally hours. agree, man. I totally agree. You gotta keep your state of mind. Hundred percent. Yeah. One thing I always found that helped me during exam season was exercise. Without fail, during during the day, yeah. one hour I'd play football outside with my brothers. It's hot summer. Take our tops Gets off. Gets the endorphins flowing. Man. Yeah, we sweating, so good. sweating, sweating. But it was good. You had to have it. Hundred percent. It's about having a balance as well. Like workaholics mm. is it's a unhealthy lifestyle, mm. and you need to enjoy life. Mm not work yourself into the ground and yeah. i guess it it nicely stems us on to it stems us on to our last topic which is that a lot of people are workaholics because they want to be successful mm-hmm. and it's always it's not always easy to define what success is so mm-hmm. for you how would you define success i think when a lot of people define success they they see it as financial they see it as money and i agree that is success to to a certain extent but i think success has so many different factors to it and um just to give a shameless plug i've started with my boys um this instagram page called get right with it where we try and talk about the various areas of success in life and how you can become that guy or girl um but it's here- a it's a fantastic page like i i followed it and like i'm really like proud that your quality of the content is so high. You're always like breaking my expectations every time, oh, post, which is bro. really good. And it's, thank you. It's good. Is it's good to see that you guys I'm are gonna switched give on. You, I'm going to give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> no, <it's> social distancing, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> so for me, if I was to say the key areas of success in life, financial is definitely one of them. But what else is there? I feel that you can have career goals and reaching a certain. Uh, or business and reaching a certain level with that not financially but you know getting to a certain position or place or name then I think also you've got health and fitness I think that's a key goal like imagine you're really unfit you're not a successful person if you're unfit and and fat if I'm being honest Mm. I'm sorry to say um relationships that's a huge one and I think relationships aren't just about, the, you know, finding that partner, but also the relationships you have with your family and your friends. How can you be a very successful a successful person in your relationships? I also think charity and giving back, you know, what, what good is it having a million, a billion, a trillion dollars if you don't give back and you're not making a difference in society so yep. i think that's another way you can be successful um but yeah all in all i think it spans to to so many things yeah it's it's really funny because when people talk about success they make it really complicated but apparently like the the dictionary definition of success is just simply just doing something well 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's really underrated. And like, obviously you gave all of those, like I'd, I'd assume those are your goals. And like, I wrote some of mine as well. So obviously mm-hmm. mine is like achieving my like short-term, medium and long-term goals, whether that's passing my degree, getting a job. And then another one was helping others, having a positive social impact. I think that's really important in terms of like living life with love. Another one was being financially stable, being happy. And also one that really is important to me is having a legacy. So when I've left this earth, there's something there mm-hmm. that I've done to mm-hmm. make it a better place. Love that. So yeah, I think that's really important because like, it's, not, it's not really in like an egoistic thing because I can say, yeah, like I did that, like mm. big up myself. But it's not that at all. It's more like, it's, let's just say like for my kids or something or for anyone who I can help out. I feel good when I can have that sort of positive impact on someone. Mm. And, and, and like, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a positive legacy, isn't it? Like if let's say you wrote a book and 300 years down the line, yeah. there's someone who reads your book and they, they benefit from it. Hmm. You've made, you've done something great and yeah. it's stuck to this earth, yeah. you know? And that's a very thing, great yeah. thing to So I think, have. yeah, that for me, if, if I'm still helping people after I've passed away from this earth, that's another important thing. But there's so many, like we could even say like money, status, fame, power, mm. all these things for very different people uh, have these sort of goals. And I think success is very individual and that's okay. Mm. Then don't let anyone else say to you, oh, you're not this, so you're not su- successful because everyone's on a different part of their journey mm-hmm. towards the person that they want to be totally i think oh, if we go back to that definition what was the dictionary definition again? so i paraphrased it but it's basically yeah. just doing anything well doing anything well okay so what i picked up from that was you can do something well from your perspective yeah. and you can do something well from everyone else's perspective yeah and i think when a lot of people think about success they think of I'm doing something well according to everyone else. Yeah. I'm earning lots of money, but I'm earning way more money than everyone else. So that makes me successful. But if you flip it and you just start to think about your own self, doing something well, being proud of your own self, I think that's what success is about. 100%. So the key thing, though, with success, in my opinion, you know, you can call it loads of things. The key thing is one thing, happiness. Yeah, 100%. That because you could have all the money in the world and if you're not happy, then was it all worth it? Mm. And it's it's why a lot of people maybe live excuse me, live a life where they work less hours, they have more mm. time to mm. unwind, to spend with the family, with friends. And I think a lot of the time, especially now, people are valuing that sort of thing, quality of life. Mm-hmm more than just being a workaholic and slogging slogging yourself into the grave. Life's more than that. Yeah, life is short. Exactly. Imagine you die tomorrow. Are you going to be happy with, you know, all all the the boring stuff you did? No. That's that's the the hard-hitting questions that you need to ask yourselves, right? Yeah. And it's good. I think if you you ask yourself the, the hard questions, it's going to be uncomfortable, but... Mm. It's going to be beneficial Definitely man And yeah So don't let anyone else Define your Version of success But just make sure That You Are always Continually progressing I think That's what we should aim to do Always Learning Read a book If you're Sitting and you're list, You know You're Playing FIFA 
for five hours play fifa for four hours and read a book for an hour yeah and or learn. listen to this podcast yeah exactly this is my help you <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much avi for coming on this week's episode ah, of the podcast i'm honored i hope that you Pleasure. enjoyed it and I, it was great to hear some of your stories like when you tell your stories, like you say it in a really succinct and clear way. So like maybe the podcasting life is for you. So be more than happy to get you on some future episodes. Now, thank you for having me, bro. It's been such a pleasure. And I can't wait to see the heights that this podcast has gone on to. I mean, already it's looking amazing. Thank like, you so much. bro. And, and it's going to be a big one. I can't lie. I, can, I just know it is. It's going to bang. Uh, it means so much, bro. It's like, gonna be, we're it's gonna we're be. working hard and hopefully... The, it all pays off in the end because it's it's difficult obviously juggling things with like uni and other commitments but it's life right of course we we can't just focus on one thing there's things are happening all over the place and mm. it's about how we manage our time and like Definitely. that's one thing that i want to do is i want to get a bloody routine and sort myself out you got this man got you this but thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast make sure that you follow us on all of our social media link will be in the description down below and yeah we'll catch you next week for another episode of the contrarian podcast peace from the heart of east london it's new sound radio